Welcome to Moving the Needle, a podcast of the American Association of Nurse Anesthesiology. I'm your host, Dr. Dina Velocci, president of the AANA. Thanks for tuning in. It is my pleasure to welcome U.S. Representative Jan Schakowsky, who served the Illinois' 9th Congressional District. Representative Schakowsky was elected in 1998 after serving for eight years in the Illinois State Assembly. She is now in her 12th term in Congress. Welcome to the podcast, Representative Schakowsky. Please tell me a little bit more about yourself. Oh, thank you so very much. Well, yes, I've been in the Congress for a long time. I'm one of the senior members, but one of the real issues for me has always been the delivery of healthcare in the most equitable way, in the most efficient way, and certainly with the best care for patients. And I want to see that all the qualified providers are able to practice. And from the beginning of my career, when I was in the state legislature, I have to tell you that I would often, you know, sort of spar with the MDs to say, you know, I want to see nurse practitioners. I want to see other providers who are fully capable of delivering the health care that our patients, that our country needs. And that's certainly also true of the certified registered nurse anesthetist, kind of a mouthful. certified registered nurse anesthetist. And that's something I've been involved with for a very long time. Well, thank you. Um, Something could be a little easier. We've just uh, accepted a different nomenclature called nurse anesthesiologist. It's a little less of a mouthful and and pretty easy to say. Nurse anesthesiologist. Perfect. There you go. So thank you for being such an incredible strong supporter of certified registered nurse anesthetist or nurse anesthesiologist. You have introduced bipartisan resolutions on the House floor to honor the nation's nearly 60,000 CRNAs during the National CRNA Week held in January. And those resolutions, you have called CRNAs as essential to American health care system. You have also been a strong advocate in addressing access to health care. And as a previous member of the House and Energy and Commerce Subcommittee on Health, you have been committed to building a health care system that works for everyone. What strides have been made in healthcare and what more do you think we need to achieve? What the resolution does is essentially recognize the important role of the contributions of nurse anesthetists nationwide and to recognize the role that you play through the pandemic, which I think is so very, very important, you know, where we really, really need your services. So to lift the profile of the nurse anesthetists and make sure that you get the kind of recognition and praise that you uh, absolutely deserve. Thank you so much for that. We truly appreciate that effort. Let me just also mention, though, that, you know, I'm going to be uh, calling on the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs Secretary, Dennis Richard Donald, to urge the secretary to recognize the uh, practice without any, the burden really of physician supervision. So, you know, we're not even just stopping at this resolution, which while as nice as it is, we want to make the changes that you need. Well, thank you again. We appreciate all the effort that you have done for us and the recognition of all providers, um, you know, even us, but all providers during the pandemic. We truly appreciate that. 
So with decades of research and studies published across highly respected journals and publications have shown that nurse anesthetists bring high value care where quality and safety are emphasized and healthcare costs are reduced. We are suited to address key concerns of the healthcare system and public policy principles of effectiveness, efficiency, and equality. From your perspective, what benefits do you see with removing practice barriers for CRNAs? Well, you know, what really has, I think maybe made me mad the worst is that, well, first of all, 40 states have allowed nurse anesthetists to operate without supervision. So we still have some way to go. But, you know, the Veterans Affairs Department has been an obstacle. Right now, there is a waiver that has allowed during COVID, this waiver to allow um, nurse anesthetists to practice without supervision. But we need a permanent approval. There is no reason, economic, health-wise, or care of patients to put these kinds of burdens in the way. And we know, in, in fact, when, when I had uh, a cataract removed, I said, I hope the person that is putting me under is a nurse anesthetist. I said, sure am. And I said, I'm with you because I'm really um, in favor of that. I have 100%, more than 100% confidence in, and because of the extensive training and oversight within nurse anesthetists, I know that this is exactly what we need to do. So any time that there is a requirement for supervision, that really needs to end. And that's one of the things I'm working, looking for the most. I so appreciate that passion you have for us. And it's very much returned with us with you. Another question I would have for you is, what role do you think CRNAs play in building a better healthcare system for our country, particularly as we enter into the third year of COVID-19 health crisis? Well, we know that nurse anesthetists, you know, we talk about ventilators, that nurse anesthetists are able to do that. All of the respiratory work that needs to be done, nurse anesthetists can do that. So, you know, we have had a terrible shortage in many places of providers to make sure that we can meet the need given the uh, uptick now in the Omicron virus, but all along throughout the pandemic, nurse anesthetists have played an enormous role in filling that gap and making sure that people are taken care of. It's so appreciated and it's so needed and should be rewarded. Thank you for that. My next question I have for you is, what can healthcare administrators and patient communities, those in the healthcare policy arena, lawmakers such as yourself and others can do to give visibility to CRNAs, ways to mobilize so that we can ensure that patients can receive the best safe anesthesia care for our country? Well, you know, first of all, one of the things we're going to do, we're going to put out a press release today about the resolution that we're doing so that we can, you know, get it throughout the media. But, you know, we don't have a real long-term care program in the United States of America. And when it comes to treating the elderly, this is so important. And we have to make sure that there is a real important role now for nurse anesthetists in taking care of elderly patients who I think all often get the short shift because the United States of America really doesn't have 
a long-term care policy. But I think the more that members of Congress also are, are educated, the more credibility I think we add to nurse anesthetists and to make sure that we help smooth the way for the, the use of nurse anesthetists in every setting that is possible and where nurse anesthetists can be helpful. So, you know, I think we can also kind of be the megaphone that says, look, we're passing this legislation. We want to change the rules in the Congress to make sure that supervision isn't required. Everyone should have confidence in nurse anesthetists. And I have to say, you guys do a pretty good job too of getting the word out. And I thank you for that. You're a great, great organization. Well, thank you for those pearls for us to take back. And thank you. We, we do try. Um, the next question I have for you is the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs may be developing national standards of practice in the VA system to move that would basically improve continually access to care for veterans. Data has consistently showed that allowing non-physician providers to work to their top of training and certification and licensure increase access to care, lowers costs, and maintains safety. And it does enable healthcare facilities to maximize their workforces, which is important, especially today with the shortage. So from your perspective, what benefits do you see with removing barriers for CRNAs? You know, in, in 2016, the Department of Veterans Affairs actually granted three of the four advanced practice workers, nurses, registered specialties, and left out nurse anesthetists. I can't quite figure out the rationale. The head of the department at that time was a doctor. I went to him and I said, well, you know, what's your reason? He said, well, I'm a doctor. It's like, no, that, that is not a reason. And we've kind of been living with, you know, maybe a waiver of that for a while, but, you know, we need to get it done permanently. So that's really our goal here. And I think that uh, you as an organization, me as a leader on this issue in Congress, that's where we need to go. And I think the time has clearly come that you have demonstrated through the pandemic that nurse anesthetists don't need supervision. And so we need to change the laws to make sure that that is the law, that nurse anesthetists do not need supervision. And by the way, Medicare right now, Medicare requires that. That's wrong. It's the same issue. I talked about seniors. We wanna make sure that nurse anesthetists without supervision are available for our seniors, who by the way, are also the most vulnerable during this pandemic. So, you know, we have a ways to go. We have made progress. You have had an opportunity to demonstrate your skill and safety and ability. So let's move forward quickly now. And I thank you for that because it would be great if we were recognized to our full top of scope of practice, especially for our most vulnerable population. We do work in the rural care area. We're the number one provider in the rural care area. A lot of us do man critical access hospitals and keep the doors open to allow people who can't really travel to the big city. So I appreciate you championing us that way. Just at this past January, um, data from the U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics, U.S. News and World Report identified nurse practitioners as the best healthcare job in 2022. In a list of 29 best healthcare jobs, as ranked by the U.S. News, um, nurse anesthetist is ranked number eight, which is highly impressive for us. 
In determining jobs with the greatest hiring demand, jobs were scored by seven component measures, including a 10-year growth volume, 10-year growth percentage, and median salary, employment rate, future job prospects, the stress level, and work-life balance. This is, you know, we were pretty happy with this. What are your thoughts with that? Well, you know, I hope that uh, anyone who's thinking about what do I do for a career, what's a, a way I'm someone that wants to help people, I want to be in the healthcare arena. I think what all this data says, be a nurse anesthetist, that this is a really good job. This is a career. I hope you're paid, all of you in the rural communities, as well as in the cities that you're paid what you're really worth. But being able to practice at the full extent of your certification ought to be a priority. But I just think what you're telling me is that uh, you've been certified as being a good employer, you know, that it's a good job to have, and that people who look, who want to look for helping people, saving lives, improving lives, that this is good, important work to do. I appreciate that. We do, we're a pretty rare profession that we have an approval rating from our members over close to 90% are happy with the profession that they've chosen. So we're fortunate because most other professions don't have that kind of approval rating. And, you know, it is a, it is a very rewarding job in the sense of um, when you, you know, get called in the middle of the night and you see somebody that really needs help and you're able to take care of them. And you know that the reason why they can come is because you're a CRNA and you're keeping that hospital door open. The hospital I cover with my other colleague, we split the the 24-7 call for the year. Um, and that's what we do. You know, we we work with one surgeon and, and now he calls us, we come in and we take care of the patients together. And so allowing to do that, to that kind of giving back to community, um, we appreciate the support from representatives like you who who champion us, who, who see that you know, they need to do that job. So I, I appreciate all that support because it really in turn is taking care of the people in the in the field. Thank so you for I, that. I mean, I think what you say is so incredibly important. You know, in our country, anything that begins with the word nurse has one of the highest ratings that more than uh, physicians, more than any other professionals, nurses are the ones that are the most respected in the country. Um, and certainly that holds true for nurse anesthetists as well, because you just described the kind of, you know, ready to serve work that you do. Thank you. And yeah, it is a special, a thoroughly almost 25 years and I have every day I enjoy it. It's not a job anymore. It's just, it's very passionate. You just, you feel a little sense of, of gratitude that you're able to help people. It's, it's an interesting profession that it gives you that much gratitude. I'll tell you, I've met with a number of students who are just working to become nurse anesthetists. They're always so bright and enthusiastic. And, you know, it's really a pleasure to work with these younger people who decide or people who want to change professions who are just eating up all the information and ready to go to help people. Well, I just want to thank you for taking your time to be with us today and being our guest for joining me and just having this good conversation and about the critical issues that are facing our healthcare today. So I've totally enjoyed having you here with me today. Well, you know that you can always uh, call me, think of me as a partner, as I've tried to be uh, for nurse uh, anesthetists. You are well represented in Washington and it's really a joy to be with you. So congratulations and thank you.
I want to thank my guest, Congresswoman Schakowsky, for joining me for a captivating conversation about some of the critical issues facing healthcare today. We enjoyed having you on Moving the Needle. Please join us next time for another episode of Moving the Needle. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you've heard and like to subscribe, tell your friends, come back soon, and be sure to visit ANA.com. Thanks again.